0: It was the most anxiety ridden six months of my life. And I saw to a T what what basing your worth on your social media looks like, Mm. you know, which when you're in it, I just knew I was like constantly anxious. And I'm like this doctor who's so prestigious and has, you know, he wanted to be a plastic surgeon. He's operating on people every day. He works in Beverly Hills, like, you know, this whole thing. And he's texting me from the O.R., saying, why did this picture get 300 likes instead of 400? Like, this is crazy.
1: Hey guys, it's Julie. And today's guest is not only a dear friend of mine, but it's also my neighbor. We got to record this podcast at her beautiful home, just down the street from my house. Now, if you like all things cozy, then you are going to love Today's episode with the amazing Caitlin Veluso. Now she is best known for her blog, The Cozy Life. She's also a wife, a mom, an actress, and she is the co-host of a super successful podcast just between us that she also does with her sister, actress Bailey Madison. So this conversation is super real and honest. Uh, Caitlin and I have known each other for a very long time, um, at least five or six years now. And we talk about kind of navigating the the honesty of the growth and resistance that really happens when you finally take that leap and start following your passions. You get to hear a lot of her perspective and a lot of the things that kind of kept her in that resistance mode and how she was able to overcome it. And then we talk about kind of what that journey looks like. Since we've known each other for a while now, especially kind of during our our moments of growth, we get to share some candid moments with that. So I'm excited for you guys to kind of get a behind-the-scenes look into all of that. But before we get there, I just want to give a quick shout out to Natalie Schultz. And she is our reviewer of the week. And she says that this podcast is so eye-opening because it lays out exactly what questions you need to be asking and answering when creating your personal brand. I love Julie's personal testimony and the real way in which the advice is given. These are actionable items that are achievable for people who are just beginning to build their brand. So thank you for this incredible information. Well, thank you, Natalie, for sharing that and for letting us know your thoughts. And if you haven't let me know your thoughts yet, I really, really want to know what you think about this podcast. I want to know what helps you. I want to know what challenges you. I want to know what comes up for you. The best way to do that is to head over to the Influencer Podcast on iTunes and give us a review so I can highlight your review in an upcoming episode. I would also love... If you would share today's um, podcast on your Instagram stories, you can tag me at Jewel Solomon and Caitlin today at Caitlin Velucio V-I-L-A-S-U-S-O and hashtag the influencer podcast to let us know what your biggest takeaways are of today's conversation. And then when we're done, if you want to connect with other like-minded entrepreneurs in this industry, ask questions, get them answered, kind of dive into more strategy steps, you can do that in our incredible Facebook community. You can go to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash the influencer podcast to be a part of this wonderful community of other thousands of like-minded influencers just like you who help one another each and every day. I mean, how cool is that? Now, if you're anything like me, you know that you cannot do it all. And man, have I been on a journey when it comes to finding the right people to help me take my business to the next level. Well, thanks to Fiverr, finding the right freelancer doesn't have to be a struggle. They make it super seamless and quick to find the exact person that you need to help you achieve your goals faster, all while staying in your lane while they do the rest. Fiverr's marketplace connects businesses with freelancers who offer hundreds of digital services including graphic design, copywriting, web program, film editing, and so much more. Now, I have personally used this to find people that help me with things like SEO, podcast editing, you name it. You can search by service, delivery, time, price, reviews, and more. There are no surprises with this, and it's super simple to find exactly who you need. Take five and check out fiverr.com, and you will receive 10% off your first order by using my code TIP. It's so easy. Don't waste any more time and get the service you deserve by going to F I V E R R.com, code TIP. Again, that's fiverr.com, code TIP. Welcome to the Influencer Podcast. I'm your host, Julie Solomon a marketing strategist, brand building expert, speaker, and New York Times best-selling publicist. This is where I take you behind the scenes with today's top influencers, industry insiders, and entrepreneurs as they share step-by-step strategies to help you turn your online dreams into a purposeful and profitable business.
0: Hi, Miss Kate! Hi, friend. (laughs) I feel Um, like we've done this before. (laughs) Yes,
1: yes. Um, I am so excited to be here, and I'm so excited for you to um, share your just amazingness and your work and all of the great things that you've been doing and growing, and to have my community get to know you a little bit more. But we have a really fun, amazing friendship history, so I want to share that first. We've known each other for. I think about almost five years, four or five years, crazy, I think 2014. So yeah. And I remember, um, my family and I had just, um, moved into a new house in Toluca Lake, uh, in LA and we were pulling in and I remember seeing this beautiful woman with this cute little two-year-old swinging and, (laughs) and it was you and Riley our our new neighbors. And that's how you and I first met, um, your, I mean, it's such an interesting kind of story with, with that whole thing, but I mean, your, your sister Bailey was acting. And so you. Yeah, you so and Bailey
0: your, must have been 14,
1: 14 or 15. 15. Yeah. yeah. And she was filming in Canada, yeah. And so you and your husband Jordy yeah, and I'm Riley to think and think
0: of where Jordy and I were—we living there at the time. You were living there, okay? Because we went back and forth to Florida a yes. few times, yes. with Jordy's work because yep. Jordy's an actor, yes. Which you know, I'm just telling them, yes,
1: yes. No, but that's—I mean, you guys were there because your mom and Bailey were in
0: Canada. They were in Canada, that's like right. And months. I believe that Jordy had just we. Went to Florida for him to work on a project and then ended up staying there longer. That's our hometown where we both grew up. And then we came back to move our things. And that was when he booked Days of Our Lives. Yes. So that was why we ended up staying at the house. That's right. Um, Yeah. Which was amazing until we got into our other place. Yeah. But yeah, no, we go way back. And I feel like my life looked so different back then.
1: Oh, I know. I mean, you had, I mean, Riley was not even two, I don't think, or if she was barely two because she's a year older than Camden. And I think Camden was like a year and a half. Right. And Yeah, he was a little peanut. He was a little peanut. She wasn't in school yet. She wasn't. No, I was full-time mom. Full-time mom. And yeah, I remember you. You were just full-on mom. And even my business looked completely different. It was completely different. different.
0: I think you were just... I feel like you had just started your website. Yeah. Like I wasn't, I I was blogging, but not like. You were blogging because I remember watching you and I remember all the packages always showing up at your door. (laughs) And the photos, the photo shoots. And the photo shoots outside. (laughs) And I remember looking at you and being like, could I ever do that? Right. Yeah. Could I? Yeah. So I, I, and you're the only person that I knew in this mommy blogging space that was, yeah. And Um, I remember, cause you would talk about
1: it. You were like, I have an idea to do it. Like, I want to do content creation. I want to create, you know, a website but I just don't know what, you know, and it was like, you were kind of going back and forth on like what you were doing. And, and then you got pregnant again.
0: And then I got pregnant with Really? <laughs> like, yeah. That's
1: exactly what happened. So happens. Yeah. So it was like, there was about a two year period that we saw each other every day. Yep. And then Camden and Riley are obsessed with each other. Are obs- still Yes. Boyfriend, girlfriend. Yes. Still. And they ended up going to the same preschool together yep. for a while. Um, Riley was a year older but then I think it was, yeah, let's kind of just start, I mean, start to share your, your journey, but that's kind well, of I feel our like journey. you
0: very much, I feel like our journey is very, is a good description of my journey in general, because you were a big part of it. Mm. And I love that we're finally getting to talk about this. I'm actually feeling a little bit emotional because we've never talked about this face to face. Right. Um, but I feel like. I always bounced ideas at you when we would hang out, Mm -hmm. and you were always very encouraging. Mm -hmm. Um, But something about me that has made my journey a little bit longer is I've always questioned, you know, I've wanted to be like, oh, this has got to be perfect, so Julie, show me how to make this website, and like, you know, all of these things that have maybe held me back but also... I'm where I'm supposed to be. So, it's
1: all on your it, time. It is what it is. Yeah. But um, it was interesting because it was about the time that you and Jordy moved out of that house and then just moved down the street yes. to the other place, yeah, not far. That then you really
0: started like that was when I really started it. diving into that cozy life, which yeah. is my lifestyle website. Um and it's funny though because I had that cozy life, I had a logo and I had pretty much done the website almost a year before I finally launched it yeah. because I had this whole idea that it had to be a certain way, a certain way when I launched it. Yeah. So, so so take
1: us back to that time. So how old were the girls and kind of what did your life
0: look like? So a little, a little bit of a backstory because I do feel like it's led to where I am. I'm, um, from Fort Lauderdale, Florida. I grew up acting. I started my first commercial when I was eight. My mom has been doing commercials forever. My mom did her first commercial at 12, Mm -hmm. um, so I kind of grew up in front of the camera in Miami doing commercial, TV, and film. And then I went to University of Florida and pursued a business finance degree because I just felt like that was the right thing to do. I have an older brother who had done that, so I was just kind of following in his footsteps. Um,
1: and then had you, because
0: of acting, were you going back and forth to L.A.? I was. I was. I did a movie called Monster with Charlize Theron when I was... Never heard of it. (laughs) Charlize might have, yeah. (laughs) Just that Academy Award-winning movie. Yeah, I was her young. It was like, you'd have to know what you were looking for when you see it. I'm like blonde and my teeth are painted and it was crazy. But I was going back and forth to LA, so I knew I wanted to act long-term. But, you know, I grew up with this whole idea that you've got to go to college, you've got to go to college. And I school came... Math particularly came easily to me um, at the time, so not now. So, because I'm doing my six year old's homework with her and I'm like, oh my God. Um, But I had, so I went to UF and then moved to New York, um, worked with Goldman for a minute, Mm -hmm. realized I was not meant to be behind a desk. And actually started acting in New York again. Yeah. So which really was me having a job for the first time in my life. Mm -hmm. um, And then it became three jobs for the first time in my life. And I was still not able to pay my rent. And my parents were just like, you know, it was a little bit of tough love going on for the first time, which I think was awesome. Um, But finally, when I was super in over my head, my mom was like, all right, come on out here. And was Patty, who's your mom, was she supportive of the, I mean, because she grew up doing that. So everybody's always been supportive of the the acting thing. And truth be told, which I'm like honest to a fault when it comes to podcasts, I followed a boy to New York. Mm -hmm. So I dated somebody from 15 to almost 22. And my parents were like, you're not following a boy to New York. And I was like, oh, but I am. So I did that. He cheated on me with a girl that he had already cheated on me in college. It was this whole thing. And I was like, I'm going to make it here on my own anyway. So that was why the tough love was happening. So they've always been very supportive of the acting thing, especially because my mom grew up in the business. And then she, my little sister started working literally at five um, and has been working pretty much nonstop since, and she's 19. So the support has always been there. So that was when I came out here. I didn't know anybody um, I was super lonely. My sister was on a set in Australia and I remember talking to my mom on the phone and she was like, you know, you should reach out to Jordy because I had met Jordy. We had the same, Jordy's my husband. Mm-hmm. We had the same manager when I was um, growing up in Miami because he's from Miami. And she was like, reach out to Jordy. He was always a good friend. And I was like, mom, I think that he's married. Like I don't it's like weird. Him. Yeah. Right. Like that's so weird. And she was like, he was a good friend. Just reach out to him. And I did, and he and his um, girlfriend had just broken things off, and we went out a few la- a few nights later, and then that was that oh, was bad. that. So that was that was kind of what brought me out here and why I stayed. Right. Um, and the acting thing has been funny because from watching Jordy mostly, mm-hmm. um, and you know this with John being the actor that he is, I realized that Jordy loved the craft, mm. and I was like, oh, I like being in front of the camera. I don't love acting Dance, class. Right? I don't love voice work. Mm-hmm. I I don't love it. Like I thought I did. So I was really in that space, um, at 25 and Jordy and I were talking about getting married and we'd been dating for a few years and he, um, he said, you know, what are you thinking? And I was like, listen, I don't love acting. I've got to figure out what I'm doing with my life before we like take that step and 2 weeks later i found out i was pregnant mm. so that was when i was pregnant with riley yep. um so i found out i was pregnant easter morning quickly said to him hey if you're ready <laughs> i'm ready now so it's like what just happened we met her yeah. in the matter in the span of 2 weeks way, what i meant by i need to figure out my life is let's do this um and riley's been the biggest blessing ever so we got married um shortly after and then had her so i feel like for me this process of finding out who i am has kind of um It's been delayed because life has jumped in so many times. And then, like you said, I was really talking about starting this, whatever this blog was, whatever I was trying to do. And I was, then I was pregnant with Evie. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if you're a mama, you know, that pregnancy comes with morning sickness. And, you know, I had complications after Evie and all that stuff. And when Jordy's working. You and know, then Jordy's working and you right. know what that looks like when Jordy is not working. Our life looks completely different, different. than it does when he is working, and it, you know, 12 plus hours on set every day. And then <laughs> his schedule's crazy because he's sleeping
1: in the day. And then, you know, if he has it's, night, sh- like whatever it is, what state
0: is he going to be in right. or is he going to be sitting next to me? Like, what are we doing? You know, like that whole right. thing. So it's definitely been um, a journey, but the past Two years have been incredible because I finally, and I learned a lot of this from you. Um, I finally, I remember you telling me at one point with Camden and with the babysitter, you were like, "I just got, what was your, what's your nanny's name? Sylvia, She's lovely, mm-hmm. thank you." You said, "I got her these days, mm-hmm. no matter what, because I was committing to my business." Mm-hmm. So I sat down with Jordy one day and I was like, it does not matter if you have an audition. It doesn't matter if I have an audition because I'm still doing commercials. Right. I am going to have the sitter, you know, Monday, Tuesday, and Friday, three hours at a time, because I'm going to commit to investing in what I want to be doing. Yeah. And that was a really big step for me, Yeah. Um, which sounds so silly. But when you're a stay at home mom, it's, it's like, it happens. I mean, yeah. I think that it's so easy to, it's like, we, we and we do it, it's so interesting, like
1: how, how we approach our children, but yet like we don't do it for ourselves. It's like, we know that children need routine. They need boundaries. They need consistency. They need a schedule. So we'll make sure that they have that. But then we, we, we don't do that for ourselves. No, it's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It's so crazy. And, And that was one of the things that I learned kind of early on when I, when I was trying to do all the things I was like, I can't do it this way. There is no way that I can actually produce quality work and content when my kid is barging through the door every five minutes. No. <laughs> and all that's going to do is I'm not showing up as my best self. I'm not showing up as my, as my, as the best mom, because I'm, I'm trying to do all the things and then therefore I'm doing nothing.
0: And that's been another part of this process for me is right. realizing when I'm trying to do both, I'm not being a great mom Mm-mm. and I'm not being a great business person mm-hmm. and it just feels bad all around. Yeah. And
1: it's just anxiety. It's yeah. It's just constant. Cause you're like, ah, my anxiety
0: has been wicked yeah. during this whole process, yeah. this whole growth process.
1: So what was that like for you? Once you committed to having like a sitter a few hours a week on certain days, how did that
0: contribute to, you know, the God's honest truth was that it felt silly at first. Mm-hmm. I felt like I'm wasting money mm. um, and I also have my mom was a stay at home mom who did her commercials and was awesome at it but was with us like every day after school like just right. always with us so there was a guilt factor for me too. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like I had a babysitter like twice in my life. I also grew up in Fort Lauderdale Florida with my dad's mom across the street and across and my mom's right. parents like we lived there it this was a whole different thing situation. we don't have family out here and right. um, Besides my sister and she's too busy to be babysitting, right? So, you <laughs> know? And she's a baby. Um, so I feel like I felt silly. I felt like I'm putting more financial pressure on us. But at the same time, it fed me so much every day. You know, it was hard for me not to spend those hours cleaning the house and doing laundry.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Cause be- you have a sit you're like, I have time to do the other yeah, things that my family needs me to like, do. Or like, oh,
0: maybe I'll make dinner for them tonight. You right. know, that kind of thing. Right. So I I had to develop some sort of um, discipline. I had to develop some sort of discipline, yeah. which has also never been my strong suit. Uh, I think that's and like the boundaries. creative in me and boundaries. Yeah. Boundaries have always been difficult for me as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but those are things that you need in life. Yeah. So I feel like, and then when I started, when I actually finally launched my blog and started getting brand deals, um, I realized another thing with myself, which is I am always like how can i be doing this better mm. um almost to a fault mm-hmm. so and i would have friends saying to me no 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 this is what you this is what you were trying to do just a few months ago and now look you're doing it so i feel like it's been this whole process of allowing myself to commit to what i'm doing and believe in what i'm doing and giving myself the time to do that and knowing that it's not taking away from my kids mm-hmm. it's teaching them mm-hmm. which i just I really have to always remind myself and then in addition to that, learning to be kind to myself um, and be like, no, you are, you are one foot in front of the other. And Jordy and I actually, I had a, a food shoot yesterday. Like I love, I love food. I love cooking. If I was doing anything in life, I would have a cooking show. Like that's, I know that about myself. Um, and it's something that I haven't been comfortable even saying out loud until recently. And I was thinking the other night, I was like, you know what, why don't you put your recipes on the website, Caitlin? It was like, oh, because it gets low engagement. That's why I don't put my food stuff up. And then I thought, really, like 10 years from now, you're going to look back and be like, oh, I could have had a cookbook right now and been living my dreams. And I didn't do it because my pictures got low engagement when it was, you know, like how silly. So I did this food shoot yesterday. Um, And it was awesome and chaotic, like every shoot is that you do at home, I feel like. And I was talking to Jordy about it last night, and it was the first time where he was like kind of, you know, it's this whole production, and they're expensive, these shoots that, you know, anybody does for a website Mm -hmm. um, or even for Instagram. They just add up. And Jordy was like, you know, kind of, what could you have done better? And I was like, actually, you know what I'm thinking right now? Like, what did I learn today? And, And I feel like that has shifted for me where I know that sometimes it feels silly when you're doing it. Mm. I'm not a blogger yet, so why am I doing this shoot? Mm. Or I'm not, you know, I don't have a huge following, so why am I putting my feelings on Instagram like this? It feels silly at first, but that's part of it. Like, And then you're doing it.
1: Right. It's kind of like someone being like, I want to write a book, but I can't, I'm not going to write because I'm not a writer yet. Right.
0: That's so silly. It's like, well, how do you expect the book to get written? Right. (laughs) Right. Okay. Yes. That is so logical to me when you say it like that. Right. But for some reason when I'm in it. But everyone does that. Yeah. They're like, well,
1: I'm not going to do this because I don't have enough followers. No one's going to see it anyways, or I'm not going to write this, or I'm not going to spend the money on this because I'm not making money.
0: on Right. Right. Yeah. None of that. And that that was where I was living for a while. And I have realized that 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 did not serve me. And actually this podcast has been amazing in reinforcing that because we were, my sister and I were approached um, back in September uh, by a company called podcast one and to do, they d- they didn't really know what it was going to look like, mm-hmm. but it was mainly for Bailey to do something. And I was like, oh, wait, wait a minute, actually. I feel like there's – it was actually for Bailey and her boyfriend to do something. And I was like, that's just a bad idea. Right. And it was her boyfriend at the time, so I was right. It was a bad idea. <laughs> um, but we were thinking about, like, what would make sense. And I had been getting so many um, messages and DMs from her fan base who have kind of started looking to me like a big sister Mm -hmm. because there's this massive 13 year age gap. Mm -hmm. And I was like, well that dynamic is kind of interesting. Right. Right. And Bailey and I with that huge age gap, I feel like there are so many similarities in what we are going through in life. Completely different. We're talking, you know, she's dating, I'm married, but trust is still the same, you know, Goals are still—it's—it's it's similar stuff, like just like life truths. So we talked about, you know, I—I I was talking to podcast one. I was like, "What do you guys think of, you know, this show?" And then way after the fact, I realized had I not done that cozy life for the year before that, that would have never been a possibility for me. Right to be able to do this podcast, right. Which has now opened so many other doors. So you really do have to just keep putting one foot in front of the other and not even necessarily, and you might disagree with this and this is probably some, a place that you could help me, but I've not even necessarily known exactly where I'm going. Mm -hmm. Um, but just trust that you're going to end up where you're supposed to.
1: Yeah. And it's so interesting. There's a woman named Marie Forleo, who's awesome that I talk about a lot on this podcast. She has a, a very successful, she's kind of like an Oprah, you know, a very okay, successful cool. YouTube series and online programs and and podcasts. But what I love about her is, you know, people ask, well like what's your three year plan or your five year plan or your ten year plan?" She's like, "I have no freaking idea, okay, cool like i I just know that, and like I'm gonna live for today and in and and today, this is what I'm doing, and this is what you know fills me up. this is what this is how I can show up and serve. And so I always just love that answer because I think that a lot of us we put so much weight on that, and especially if you're a planner, I'm a planner, right, yeah, you are a planner. you know, and it's like i I want kind of know yeah. that, but then at the same time, it's also. In some ways, what I've started to learn is like, you can only get yourself so far and then you're going to get to this place that, you know, the universe or God or, you know, how, whatever it is that you believe, whatever your faith or belief system is that you have to just kind of be like, okay, I'm here. So God, now I'm going to give this over to you. And right. it's like, I, I would really like to get to this next stage and like to get to this highest level, but I've gotten myself as far as I can go. So if you want that for me, Show me. then great, let's yep. do it. But if not, then like, please take it away yeah so i can then pivot and go a different direction
0: and when i remember to come from that place my anxiety is gone, gone. so gone and when i am trying to figure out that 5 year plan or trying to con- you know control mm-hmm. how many downloads a certain podcast episode gets or whatever my anxiety is kicking yep my
1: friends as creators we work so hard creating our content So we don't want to leave it up to things like an algorithm to determine how successful our online brands and businesses can be. And that is why I love Kajabi. Kajabi is the ultimate all-in-one platform that helps creators and entrepreneurs like myself build successful online businesses by unlocking predictable recurring revenue. And I know they can help you too. No matter your niche, Go to kajabi.com slash influencer and join the creators and entrepreneurs who have made over $7 billion. My friends, have you ever thought that you have done the hard part? You have started your business and you have taken that leap from belief into really stepping out and claiming a vision for yourself. But you know that if you want to make money doing what you love, you need other support. Business for sponsoring the show. And, and it's yeah. kind of like, it's, it's the, it's the, you know, people use the universe a lot. So I'll say, you know, it's the universe's way of basically when, when we do try to force it, it's like, no, we're not going to allow that yeah. to happen. Like it, it, so it's, it's kind of like, um, I think it was Maya Angelou that said this. It's like, don't, if you want something really, really bad, do not hang on to it too tightly. She didn't say, she said it way more eloquently right, than that, no, but, but I know, I know what she means. It's mean. like, if you want something you really bad, it's like, you can wish for it and pray for it and hope for it and set the intentions for it and work towards it and put action towards it. But then you have to let it go.
0: Yeah. I feel like that's not hard for me. It's not very hard for me because that's just my nature and the past decade of my life from really from 23 to 32, Mm -hmm. I've realized God's plan for me is so much bigger than I could have ever even prayed for. Yep. And you know, my Riley, my six year old is like the biggest, like I, who knows, I might have messed that up with Jordy. I might have really tried to make the acting thing work and turned it around on him that it was you know, who knows? Right. But I feel like God has been, or, you know, whatever. For me, it's God. Yeah. Um, has has been looking out for me in that respect and been like, no, 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 you guys are this is where you guys are supposed to be. Exactly. So that part is especially when you remind me, it's the day-to-day mm-hmm. that I have a hard time not trying to control the little things. Yes. Um and feeling like I just need to know Where I'm going, which I loved one of your recent podcast episodes where, um, you're really trying to figure out, I cannot remember the name of the couple that you were speaking to. Um,
1: Roy and AJ Vaden
0: might've been. Yeah.
1: Branding. Yep. Yep. So,
0: and it's figuring out where you're serving. Mm -hmm. Like, what is it that you're, what are you doing? Right. Right. Okay. Communicating. That's not, people do not lack communication. Right. Like what problem do you solve? Well, what problem And they're you like, solving? well, I connect people. Okay. Well, connection yeah, no, is yeah. a problem. But it's and so it's funny like, oh, because, right. And whoever hasn't heard that podcast yet needs to go back and listen because it was incredible. It's a great one. And just in the past week since I've listened to it, I'm constantly thinking, I feel like that's going to change my business and change what I'm doing because you're coming from a place of service and I feel like you can be used then,
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know? Totally. And yeah, I, I loved that too. Cause I never thought of it that way until Roy and AJ kind of said it because I always I was like well you know I connect people and give yeah, them hope or you yeah, know yeah. whatever it is and they're they're like Julie hope isn't
0: a problem right you know and I'm like oh right not not now not no, having no, hope and they do about problem. the few things that people generally say and right. it's literally the th- the same things that I was saying. Right. inspiration <laughs> you know or whatever motivation. it is motivation right yeah motivation is not a problem is not a, is
1: not a problem lack of motivation right and where that stems yeah. from could be a problem um but yes, yeah, so, and I, I would love for, to kind of dive into because what's also been been able to happen for you pretty quickly is that when you decided to finally take the action, create your schedule, get, you know, cozy life up and running, you were able to monetize it pretty quickly. Yes. So talk to talk to us about how that worked you know, how you were able to kind of find your footing in there, how you kind of found what resonated, what didn't resonate, what you wanted to monetize, what you did, you know, what brands you wanted to align with that sort of thing.
0: Yeah. That's, that's still a process that I'm in right now. Um, I would say the first time that I made money from Instagram, from a post, um, was maybe like a year and a half ago. Mm -hmm. So shortly after I launched that cozy life Mm -hmm. Um, and
1: you launched and just, I want to also preface this too, is that you know a lot of times uh, con- bloggers or influencers or people who want to be they're so afraid to start now because they're like well it's so saturated it's, no. but what they don't <laughs> think about is like you know when i started 5 years ago brands didn't even like brands didn't really pay i mean like you really had to work right. at, at like getting paid because it wasn't part of the brands marketing budget nowadays it's pretty like it's it's just a very common thing. A lot of brands do pay.
0: And that's not going anywhere. And that's not going anywhere. That's not and the amount of the amount of money, like if you do your research on it, the amount of money that is going towards influencer marketing, it's is, billions. It's building yeah. too. It's yep. billions and it is building. Yep. So that is not going anywhere. I feel like that is something that and I even told myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that comes from a place of being intimidated too. Yeah. Like, You know, you, my neighbor, this beautiful girl, you started this years ago. Look at what she's doing. It's too late for me to do that. Right. You know, that kind Mm -hmm. of thing. So if you're telling yourself that, that's a little bit of a cop out. Right. Um, and it's uh, honestly, it's just not true. Brands are putting more money than ever. I into- think now
1: is, is better time than any because of just, it's, you're kind of limitless with the opportunities that you can cultivate and create for yourself.
0: Correct. Yeah. Whereas before people were trying to prove that influencer marketing actually worked. Works. Like I had, now, I had to come yeah. with like data.
1: You know, it'd be like, No, I promise this converts. You don't have to do that necessarily. No, you don't have to do that. So yeah, so share with us. So you were able to kind of start monetizing pretty quickly. So I was able to start
0: monetizing. I um and full disclosure, I feel like I was lucky in the respect that since I grew up acting, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I have an agency, I have I've got, you know, 50 commercials under my belt, like that kind of thing. So I was able to market myself in that way too. That was your unique angle. That was my unique angle. Um, I was very um, determined to have an aesthetic, Mm -hmm. which I feel like brands really do respond to. Mm -hmm. And I know that you talk about that a lot, Mm -hmm. which is also part of that. What am I doing? Why am I doing all this? This is so silly. No, 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 no. Like you're you're building a brand and you need to have an aesthetic. Right. Um. So I put time into those kind of things. And in the last year and a half, I would say um, I also have a branding team out here, um, which is amazing. And I know that people that aren't in Los Angeles don't necessarily have that. But there are so many online branding companies now where you can get your toes wet mm-hmm. and learn about it. And from that, you'll be like, you know what? Now I'm at a place where... I'm not aligned with this company, and I have learned that didn't feel good when I posted that, and that's not worth X amount of dollars right. for me. So I'm going to hold out, and I'm going to look at these companies that I've always wanted to work for, yeah, um, and build and, those relationships, and build those relationships. Yeah. And a lot of what you said, like taking the middleman out. Mm-hmm. Um, I listened to your pitch at Perfect mm-hmm. yep. thing and learned a lot from that. I would recommend, highly recommend to anybody who hasn't listened to it yet to jump on that. Yep. Um, but really learning how to reach out to these brands and they're used to getting these types of emails now, like they're apps, you know, and also there is so much power in micro influencers. You don't have to have a million followers anymore to get paid a significant amount of money Mm -hmm. because there is, there is like a big, chunk of cash yeah. that, that they are planning on spending and it it should go to you, yeah. you know, it should go to you, but you have to show them that.
1: Right. And some brands, they may want to put all that money into one person right. or they may want to put that money into a hundred people.
0: Right. Um, I was just talking to someone Regardless, the other day. It's probably a bigger amount of money than you think it is. Totally. I will say that I've learned that. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and I was
1: talking to, uh, her name's Casey the other day. She's in my Pitch It Perfect program. And I wanted to talk to her about monetizing because she has 2,500 followers and she has been consistently monetizing her Good Instagram for, her. for like six months. And I think that it's like so many people feel like you have to have this certain number. And yeah. I'm like, guys, she has 2,500 followers. Right. Like that is not 200, but also, it's not 20,000. Also mean, it's-
0: when you're in it, you will realize, you know, I used to look at my following compared to yours and be like, oh, well, of course people are paying her. They're not going to pay me because I've got 10,000 less. Mm. But as you grow, so I've I've maybe doubled maybe since right. uh, since I launched the website. Um, as you grow, you still are looking at people that have more followers right. and thinking the same the exact thing. Right? There's always going to be it's someone such a with a mental, more followers. Instagram is such a mental game. It is. It really is. But if you really take that emotional, um, competitive, uh, scarcity, insecure, yeah. scarcity, Why exactly me,
1: algorithm, yes. if
0: if you take right. that and it, and if you if you for me like when I you know, a few, a few weeks ago, we were talking on the podcast a lot. We've got awesome people who have come on like really phenomenal, yeah. super cool guests where I'm just like, I don't know why you're talking to us right now, but I'm super <laughs> stoked. But something that always comes back in every single podcast episode is social media yeah, and how much people don't like it and how bad it makes them feel mm-hmm. and this, that, and the other. And I realized a few weeks back, I was getting to a place where I was agreeing with everybody. Mm. Yeah. I wish it didn't exist and I had to check myself and be like, why why this platform that has done so much for you and your family and building your brand and you've connected with so many people, yeah. why are you wishing it didn't exist? Yeah. And that's because you can become a slave to it. Yeah. And the likes and the, mm-hmm. you know, oh my God, my kid was just cute. People love it when my kid is cute. Can you do that again? Right. Like what? You know, right. that kind of thing. So I feel like there is this mental thing that you have to check. And I was fortunate actually... To um, last year at this time, I got a job as a, um, I was doing the social media marketing for a plastic surgeon. I remember that, yes. My Lord, did I learn a lot. I bet. It was six months. Um, It was, you know, my neighbor at the time was like, hey, you do a great job on your social media. Do you want to do this? My husband wasn't working at the time. So I was like, sure, "Sure," you know, Um, and that's another thing I've also learned to say no. Yeah. Uh, But I worked for him for about six months. It was the most anxiety ridden six months of my life. And I saw to a T what what basing your worth on your social media looks like, Mm. you know, which when you're in it, I just knew I was like constantly anxious. And I'm like this doctor who's so prestigious and has, you know, he wanted to be a plastic surgeon. He's operating on people every day. He works in Beverly Hills, like, you know, this whole thing. And he's texting me from the O.R., saying, why did this picture get 300 likes instead of 400? Like, this is crazy. Right. So I, I feel like I got a unique perspective in doing that. Um, and I've really realized like when I need to check myself, which that's just, you know, that's a little bit of couch time. I feel like, yeah. and talking to my husband and being like, dude, what am I doing? What? Yeah, <laughs>
1: like, well, I think, I'm, I'm glad, I'm glad that, that, you that, that you shared that. Cause I, like, you know, it, that is such a unique perspective and, and, and to show both sides of it, like you said, it's like, I love the platform because of, you know, it's, I have my entire business is built sure. on the internet and online and, and social media is a huge proponent in marketing. Of that. course. Um, at the same time. And I also am very intentional and conscious about who I follow now yeah. and the content that I'm consuming. Um, because I don't want to get into that phase of, of, beating myself up and, and like hating myself basically. Yeah. So it is, it's a twofold of again, but it's what we can control. Like you, you can control what you consume and what you choose to focus on.
0: And you gave me the little tidbit, something that I had listened to from you said that you don't consume before a certain time. Yes. Yes. during yeah. the day is yep. that
1: it's still yeah I don't really I don't consume anything until about ten o'clock so
0: you don't wake up and look at your phone and pull up Instagram no I used to yeah for Same. years I used Same.
1: to and I just I stopped doing that um I I'm trying did to you get know my I phone learned
0: so much from you no, did you know no, I've this yeah I love you girl I love you, I love you um, and that's amazing. another awesome thing about this platform and what drew me to blogging in the first place was I was a consumer and I had gotten through so many things in my life from people's blog posts or an Instagram story, Mm -hmm. um, random things that met me wherever I was. Mm. And the the biggest thing that I go back to is when I had this whole thing after I had Evie where um, my pop came back a regular and TMI, but -hmm. they already thought it was cervical cancer. And it was just a really scary time for me. And you better bet I was Googling everything, trying to find somebody who had gone through what I was going through that was still alive, like just somewhere and like what, what that looked like. And those are postpartum, postpartum stuff, like getting on in the middle of the night when your kid's not sleeping and like knowing that somebody else has felt like you as well, like huge for me. So that really drew me to this. Where was I going with that? I don't remember.
1: Just the connection of how being a consumer and like- yeah, being a consumer was
0: what actually drew me to this. So that's, oh, that's what I was saying. I'm so sorry. Mom brain. Um, but that is funny because I'm sitting here right now. I'm a friend of yours mm-hmm. and I'm telling you all these things that you didn't even know. Yeah. I had, know, I love like you had impacted me. Mm. Um, and that's cool. That's that cool. Is. And you're not going to know all the people that you impact. No. But and just keep putting it out there, yeah. man. Just and it's, keep putting I mean, it even out like there. what I
1: said earlier, it's like my kid wouldn't be at the preschool he's at
0: right now if it wasn't for you. Right. <laughs> you right. know? Yeah. Because you were like, you there, there's this it's really great. awesome preschool yeah, that you need good. to go check out. Yeah. You just have no um, idea. Yeah. And so that's it's just a platform for you to do more of that with people that you wouldn't normally be talking yeah. to.
1: But you have to put yourself out there, yeah. you know,
0: and you have to share and
1: you have to connect. Um, so let's talk about the podcast. I know that you, yes. you mentioned it a little bit, but, but share with us about you know, you were, you know, you were blogging for a year, year year and a half, before Um, a a year, Year. about a year. Uh And, um, and your
0: sister Bailey, who's an actress was approached. Um, they actually, they, it came through me. Mm -hmm. So I kind of had to approach her gotcha and be like, Hey, so what do you think about doing this? And Bailey and I, over the years, um, you know, I've been her acting coach. I've been just her big sissy who I've just, we've always been super close. And we almost had a cooking show together when Bailey was maybe eight. Mm. Um, It was a ridiculous name, but we did like a pilot. Yeah. And Oprah's Network had talked about picking it up, like all these things. And then Bailey ends up getting a show on FX and has to go to Chicago. And like that was just that. And then shortly after I was pregnant with Riley and, you know, all that stuff took off. So we've really been trying to do something together Mm. for forever. Right. So I said to her, what do you think about you know, us maybe doing this. This is what it's supposed to look like. This is what it would entail for you. Um, this is how we would make it work when you're working. What do you think? And she was like, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. And podcast one was super supportive, which was amazing. And then, you know, it had, it's it's had its challenges. Podcasts are, you know, that's a lot of work. Yep. It's not this whole, you know, four hours in the studio once a month, you'll bank all your content. Right. Like, no, 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 it is not that, nor should it be because you should work for your money and you should work for success right. and you should work to have a bigger platform that has that influence. Um, so that has been an interesting process, but we've really just had, I think we've, I think we're on like our 18th episode mm-hmm. yep. around and it's there. Called, your podcast it's is- called Just Between Us. Yep. Um. Yeah. Just between us, with this whole premise that um, I mean, I knew what it was called, but <laughs> yeah. No. No. I know. I know. I, I, sometimes I just assume. Yeah. I assume you guys are all sitting on the couch with us right now, and you know us. Yeah. Um. No. It's this whole premise of that you know us having these conversations that are have some depth and are impactful and are personal in nature, and don't worry, it'll be just between us, like that yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. Um, even though it's not, and <laughs> we do this thing where we have a just between us moment every week and whoever comes on the show, like tells us something, awesome. you know, yeah. awesome. That's yeah. And
1: you so. have had incredible guests. I mean, I remember I listened to the Chad Michael Murray one cause John and Chad did a did a That's television right. they, show together they worked together. Yeah. Yep, And, um, I was actually, we were there when he and his now wife were just getting together. I, love it. I think that we might've been there when they got pregnant. Okay. Like I, they were just so in love. And, and so, and
0: still, I mean yes. those two because she came here, he came over with his kids. Yeah. We do the podcast, um, at podcast one, every once in a while, but for the most part with everybody's schedules, we've started doing it at Bailey's house. Yeah. So he came over with his wife and kids before they were going to see Santa or something. Yeah. I was like, dude, you guys need to leave. Like let's make right. this interview really short. Go see Santa. Um, but they're a lovely family. Lovely. What did you think of the episode?
1: I thought it was awesome. Yeah. And I loved, I mean, I just, cause I've, I mean, I've listened to to quite a few of the episodes that you and Bailey have done. And I just, I love that it feels very intentional and just very like, we're all sitting here drinking tea, talking. Right. And I think that it allows for, you know, cuz you you have people on the show like Chad who is quote unquote he, he's a house, you know, it's like yeah. he's famous. People know him from yeah. Whedon Hill and a bunch of other things. And then you may have some other people that, you know, they may be massive influencers or whatever in their own right, but you know, maybe middle America doesn't know them. Right. And so that's a really cool thing to kind of like introduce your audience to a new Which has been
0: interesting and something that we weren't expecting about the podcast. Um, Because, you know, with Bailey and my age difference, it's actually a little more difficult than we would have thought Mm -hmm. to have things that are interesting to her demo Mm -hmm. that are also interesting to the millennial mom. Right. You know, right. um, especially because a lot of her awesome friends who we've had on are, you know, YouTubers with 7 million followers and right. these kids, these, these eight, you know, 18 years old, 19 years old. Right. But what's been awesome about it is even if I'm questioning it in the moment, like, oh, my God, what 32 year old is going to listen to this? After the fact, you just have to trust these things. And after the fact, whether it took the 32-year-old back to when she was 18 and she was like, oh, my God, look at all this stuff that I've gotten through and, like, look how far I've come. Or whether people are in their 50s and they're listening and they're able to relate to their 18 year old better. Um, you know, that kind of thing has been interesting. And then with Chad's episode, I grew up with Chad. Right. So, but to see Bailey fangirl over Chad too, because she watched Cinderella story right, was really interesting. And Chad talked about, um, social media. They don't show their kids faces on social media right. that, you know, all of those things, I feel like they're, they're topics that are relatable to everybody. Right. Um, so that has been really cool. And yeah, we had One of my favorite interviews was with Megan Trainer. Yes, who is super and she and her hubby sat down and they talked. Um, Shay Mitchell was awesome. Awesome. Yep, and Shay is my age and she, man, that girl is just. She is killing it. Killing it. and She's amazing. Yeah. If I could channel anybody on the daily, I'm like, girl, you do not have as many feelings as I have, but I'm going to, I'm going to work on that. Yeah. Um. So it's been a really cool, it's been a really cool process. We just sat down with uh, AJ from Allie and AJ yesterday, yes. yep. which is really cool. Yeah. So it's been, it's fun. It's really, it's fun. And I try to just, I do my research on everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, I try to come up with selfishly, like what I would want to hear from them. Like what questions do I actually have? Yeah. And then just let the conversation go wherever it goes. Yeah.
1: And I think that's a great way. I mean, I when when approaching conversations on my part, I kind of do the same thing. There's going to be things that I'm really curious about that. I think that my listeners would probably be really curious about too. Um, but then I also want to just kind of see where it flows. Yeah. And I think that's a good way to approach a lot of times those listening right now will be like. You know, I want to start a podcast, but I don't know how to structure. You know, like, how do you ask? How do you know what questions to ask? Or how do you know? And a lot of it's just kind of like again releasing the control that we talked exactly. about earlier.
0: Exactly. Exactly.
1: You know, you want to humanize it, and you wouldn't go to a restaurant with a friend and be like, "What kind of questions am I going to ask her when I sit down?" Like, no, no, you would just sit down and you would just start talking. So I think that a lot of that. It, it kind of comes up naturally when you have the conversations.
0: Yes. And I think when you start a podcast as well, you it's a learning curve mm-hmm. and your first episode is not going to, you're going to listen back to it and probably cringe like I do. Mm-hmm. Like, why in the world did we talk for an hour and 20 minutes? Mm-hmm. Um, but... And the fact that they're there is a little bit, I'm trying to release my control. I that. know. Yeah. Some of my For early sh- ones. For sure. I yeah. know. But you know what? Tim Ferriss would tell you that. Exactly. You know, everybody starts summer, and Rachel Hollis says that a lot. Yep. You're afraid you're going to suck. You are. You are. You're going to suck. Right. You're, you're going
1: to have, I call them shitty first drafts. You're going
0: to have shitty first. I like yes. that. You're going to have, really like, like, that. you need to embrace the crappy first draft. Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise you're not going anywhere. Right. And the sooner you figure that out and you just start putting one foot in front of the other. Right the happier you're going to be right. and the more fulfilled you're going to be right. and you will have a bomb podcast. And I'm
1: always like, there's no such thing as a good pod- podcaster. There's only good editors and good producers. <laughs> <You> <laughs> that
0: know? is so funny. I like yeah. that. I like, can, like, I can see, totally like, run with yeah, that. There's
1: no such thing as a good writer. There's just really good editors. That
0: is so funny. You, I can yeah. totally run with so that. I'm like, okay, I like that. Yeah. That takes the perfectionism out of it out, totally too. Totally out of it. Like. And it
1: allows you to be free. And so one of the things that you do with your podcast, it's different than our, cause I want to talk about podcasting a little bit more is you and Bailey get to do your episodes in person. Like, you and I are literally mm-hmm. sitting here right now talking to each other in person. I do the majority of mine via the, you know, the internet. We yes. use a platform called Zoom to record those. Um, there's no rhyme or reason uh, the, the, really, the only reason why I do it that way is because it just works with my schedule. And there's too yeah. many, like, well, you've got a lot of people that aren't in the same
0: state as you that you're interviewing, that so. I'm interviewing yeah
1: interviewing. And then, you know, th- we have a lot of, like, you know, husbands and kids and stuff coming in and out of the house all day. yeah. um. So, but however you, you do, I I think that in a quote unquote perfect world, I would probably do them in person just because I love just the connection that it gives. Um, how has that been for you doing them more in person?
0: I love it. Yeah. I love it. And that's why when we were talking about doing this. I was like, I'm totally down to do it on Zoom, but Julie and I live right up the street from each right. other and I would <laughs> and love to friends. see her right. and we're friends. <laughs> so maybe if we could do it in person, no pressure though, because I do understand. And had I just stayed at home right. and you know had uh, my brother's girlfriend is watching the kids for me right now, had her take them to the park or something, that is easier. But I feel like this connection that we have right now sitting across from each other. I feel like you can kind of feel that. Yeah. Sometimes I know that I can. Um, well, it's just like you I and I also, would be sitting here talking anyways. We would just have wine. Yeah, That's like the yes. only difference. That's literally. <laughs> and I'm not going to lie. I cannot wait till Bailey turns 21 and decides that maybe she likes wine, yeah. which fortunately she doesn't yeah. at the time. But I'm like, I really want to incorporate wine onto this. Yes. Um, onto this podcast. But so I, I very much like, In person, I love in studio. There's something about being at Podcast One that is so cool. And it was so intimidating at first because I was like, oh, my God, I've never even booked a voiceover ad. What in the world am I doing with these headphones on and this mic in my hand? My sister's such a badass. Can I say that? Mm -hmm. My sister's such a badass that she, you know, we're doing like intros and stuff. And I'm like, oh, I'm so in over my head right now. But then you do it. It's not as scary anymore. Right you love it. I feel like the quality in studio is also really just phenomenal. awesome. The yeah. quality of the interview is awesome. Um, but again, with scheduling, we've ended up, I've got this portable kit and we, you know, awesome. do it at the house because that's what we have to do. That being said, Bailey is probably going to be on location again really soon. Right. You know, that's always the goal with her at which point we'll start doing zoom. Right. And you just, you do what you got to do. You do what you do. You do yeah, what you And do. you figure it out. And you know, cool. there's There's Rachel Hollis, Mm -hmm. who you know I love. Yep. Um, I've never met her. I just followed her from the beginning, and I was constantly like, why is this girl not blowing up? Yeah. Like, what is up? And okay. she did. She blew up. She did. Yeah. And she's incredible. She, and she seems like she's incredible. And she was supposed to come on when she was in town a few weeks ago. Yep. And then we had an audition conflict. And um, she said she wanted to do, she would be willing to call in whenever. Yeah. So I'm like, do we do that? Or do I just wait until she's available and she'll she's out here? She'll be back. She'll be back. Um. Yep. So, But you just do what you do. Right. You do what you do. And yeah. I have never once listened to any of your episodes and been like, oh, there's a lack of human connection here. Right. You know, right. like never. Right. Nev- Is it more fun? Yeah, I it's like that we're like yeah. having a date right now. But I certainly would not let that hold me back with anything. And also if somebody can afford one mic and one headset and that's it, you do Zoom, you do whatever. Yep. Um. Because you just, you just got to get it out there.
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, I even know people that because they're so um, – they want it to sound a certain way they will actually ship they will mail a certain microphone huh. and a certain headset to
0: each guest oh wow yeah which is like and then they like whoa. mail it back because yeah. that's expensive okay. yeah
1: so like the, the <laughs> podcast they'll just pay for the return you know they'll, they'll pay for the mailing of it but I've heard I've heard of people do that as well which I don't know if that if it has to happen so much nowadays
0: just because technology yeah. like
1: that might have been something more like a few years ago but I remember hearing that and being like wow that's for real
0: yeah, like that I've is, never that's um, serious. <laughs> I wonder what listeners are thinking right now, hearing that I've never been distracted, never by yeah the quality uh-uh. ever of a podcast. That obviously it's not in person, right? Um, that's never bothered me. Well,
1: and two, I think that podcasts are so. I mean, and
0: you'll even with some of
1: my earlier ones, and like I know that you said to you know y- you find the nuances, right? Like earlier in the influencer podcast, we were just trying to figure out the editing. So like, there's some that it's like the sound is not. you know, to the level that I would like it to be at. There were things that were repetitive. Like we had, I mean, I remember like a listener one time was like, you literally just said this thing five times and I don't think that you meant to, Right. you know? So it's, but that's kind of part of like podcasting is more of a personal imperfect Uh, connection to listeners. I think. Yeah. I I do
0: too. I do too. It's hard when you hear critiques like that. And I appreciate it. I was like, you're right. It's Samantha, you know, all all of the constructive (laughs) criticism. And that is all that we've gotten is constructive. Everybody has been so kind. Yep. Bailey and I also, and I hope you guys aren't listening, thinking this right now, Bailey and I are used to being on the other side of being interviewed. Mm, Right. So especially during the Shay Mitchell episode, it was, I'm sorry, who's being interviewed here? because for us, it becomes kind of like a conversation. And I think that's the in-person element of right. it too. Right. So that was something that I've learned. And um, I like
1: that. And that's, I, it happens more in person. Um, the, I don't know if you've ever heard of almost 30. Yes. I love that the, they're in, phenomenal. And we just did kind of a, a podcast thing. But when I was on their podcast, I felt like, cause there was three of us too, but I felt like it was literally just, it was, it was less of an interview yes. and more of a conversation.
0: Which done properly works. Works. But I think Bailey and I were both a little starstruck by Shay, to be honest with you. <laughs> and I think we were a little excited. So she would talk, and I'd be like, oh my God, yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> like that happened once with me too. I dated somebody too, you know, like that kind of thing. Which looking back, again, it's just like embarrassing. Also, you've got somebody sharing such wisdom. Right. Like, keep your mouth shut so the girl can talk, you know, that kind of thing. So there's definitely been learning with that, but you've got to figure out like, okay, what, what happened in those first few podcasts that went from people commending us saying, I feel like I'm just listening to, you know, I feel like I'm eavesdropping on a conversation. Mm -hmm. What happened to the point where then it got to the point where people were like, you know, literally one person here or there would be like, well, I feel like, You know, Caitlin should be talking a little more and, you know, whatever, whatever it was. Yeah. Um, So I feel like taking constructive criticism has definitely been something that I've also learned with this, but you got to be able to do that.
1: Yeah. Otherwise, what are you going to do? Right. And finding the balance in it. And and like you said, some conversations are going to be more conversational and then some are going to be a little bit more Q&A.
0: Yeah. And that whole controlling the content thing with the something being repetitive, we noticed, and I think it's very much where we live and the industry that a lot of the people that we've been interviewing are in, there are a lot of things that just keep coming up. And that is anxiety, depression, Mm. um, feeling bad about yourself because of social media, you know, these things that keep coming up. And my babysitter is awesome. And she listens to every podcast and she was like, Hey, Caitlin, you guys are talking about a lot of the same stuff a lot of the time. And it's like, how much of that do you control though? Mm. Because A, is everybody listening to every podcast or do we have, um, you know, Megan Trainor's fans just listening for the first time. And they do want to hear Megan talk about the crippling anxiety that she had. So that I feel like is finding a balance. And yesterday when AJ was here, she has had, you know, she's been in the business forever too. Um, and she has had, really bad depression and anxiety. And that is something that she now at 27 does want to talk about. And I felt myself maybe kind of trying to like move the conversation elsewhere mm. because I'm like, Oh, I'm hearing this person in my head saying, you know, you guys have talked about this before. So I think it's, I think it's like a little bit of, it's not perfect. I don't think it's ever going to be perfect. And right. I think that's what people like about this platform too. Right. And yeah, a blog post is, edited up the wazoo. I can spend four hours editing my blog post mm-hmm. and yeah, this can be edited too. We're not on live TV right now. Mm-hmm. Although that would be fun. That would be fun. <laughs> Maybe we should yeah. do something like that.
1: Um, so what is next for the part? Pod- I mean, have you guys thought about doing, I don't know, a podcast tour podcast live? Are you just like, again, we're not, we're not like going to focus on the
0: future and just kind of, um, living those it are definitely things that yeah. we're talking about which yep. I'm really excited about. I feel like that would be super fun. He's so fun. Um, We've got a few of those in the works for over the summer. Mm-hmm. So we'll see what happens with that. Mm-hmm. And again, we just have to be, you know, Bailey could be in... India doing like, who knows, (laughs) who knows if we'll be able to do that. But also, you know, something that I've loved is Jordy, my husband has done a few of these podcast episodes with me that have actually been super well received. So we're open to, um, you know, maybe him diving into this a little bit. Mm -hmm. Has John ever been on this with you? He has not. Oh my God. Can we do that? I know we should. Do you guys want to come on just between us, and it can be the two guys, and then you we and me? We would love that. Okay, because I they love, love each other. They, they love have each their other. own romance. and they are cool dudes. They, they are. are both super, cool. Really cool. and they've got a lot of wisdom in this business. Yeah, and I feel like in the supporting us role, yeah, um, they're really good guys. That but, would be so fun. But yeah, so that, and then also, you know, this whole cooking thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm really trying to be open and smart about branding wise, like where do I, what are my goals for this? Right, And is it just between us or is it that cozy life? Mm. Um, what does that look like? And you know, those are long-term things and I'm not trying to put pressure on them, but it's kind of one of those things where I'm like, okay, God, if you, um, if if this is something like i'm just going to keep putting myself out there and it's really uncomfortable but i'm going to keep doing it mm. and let's see let's see where this goes i'm so proud of you for Thank you, just doing it because Thanks.
1: i know like i remember like we talked about yeah. it, those moments that like i knew that you wanted to do it but it's like you felt like well can i really be a mom and do this at the mm-hmm. same time am i going to show up can i be the wife that i want to be and i think that that's such a common issue and fear that so many of these listeners have that they're trying to juggle being you know um the best businesswoman and having a side hustle or the best mom and, and then trying to grow something or the best wife or the best girlfriend or boyfriend or, you know, whatever and you're, it is. And you're
0: not, you're not, you're not going to be, you're not going to, you're not going to, you're, not going to you're not going to be, but you know, some days I'm, some days I'm killing it in the wifey department and something else is maybe like taking a backseat a little bit. Right. And some days I feel like, wow, I really nailed my mom game today. My kids went to bed and they were super happy and that feels good. And some days I put more into you know my business and you can't that, that that's what we talk about this whole idea of balance like can you really achieve balance i don't know mm-hmm. i i have yet to be like wow i'm really god my days are so balanced right you know like everything is being perfect. fed so well and right yeah but i think it's something that we all obviously look for but to hold back like i did um feeling like, okay, my kids are not going to feel like I'm there for them. And my husband, I should be putting dinner on the table like my mom did every night, you know, that kind of stuff. To hold yourself back with that simply doesn't, it doesn't serve anybody. Mm. And it doesn't serve the creative in you. Because if you are wifing perfectly or momming perfectly, and you've got this creative voice in you that isn't being heard because you're not sharing it, there is for me, there was like kind of a sadness mm-hmm. um, that came with that. And then there's also times in your life, you know, listen, when I was having surgeries for the, you know, the cervical cancer thing or I had E. coli undiagnosed for two months. I was so sick. Like I've had the cra- I've had meningitis, like the craziest stuff, you also have to be kind to yourself in those moments and be like, you know what, I'm probably not gonna launch my business today. <laughs> Um, that's I'm not okay. feeling so hot, and that's okay. That's right. okay, you know, yeah. showing yourself grace, yeah, for sure, oh, that's good. Um yeah. what is
1: I mean, the tips that you just gave were phenomenal. What would you tell someone who may be listening that's like, I want to start a podcast or I want to start a blog or you know I want to start?
0: I would say, start, yeah, that's exactly what I would say. I would say, don't feel like you need to hire um an awesome web designer and you need $5,000 to do that. So you're working towards that $5,000. I say get on Squarespace. How much is Squarespace? You get like a two week free trial or something. Exactly. And guys, I, in my whole vision of what I thought this needed to be, because I was looking at Julie's website and I was like, how can I, how can I do this? I hired somebody and I paid money and I was like, this is not, Mm. this isn't, this isn't what I'm trying to put out there. And then I ended up getting on Squarespace myself anyways. And there was a learning curve. And yeah, I stayed up really late at night trying to figure out how to move a picture to the bottom of the page. Like I did that, but do it, do it. It's fun and figure it out. That's how you figure figure it out. out. It's fun. And with the whole podcast thing too, just start, just start man and put it out there and then see what happens. I'm not saying put it out there and just, put it out there and listen Mm. is, is kind of what I am trying to do. Yeah. And don't necessarily let people dictate what you're going to do. But I feel like by putting it out there, listening, um, you're going to find your voice. You're going to find your audience. You're going to find what people connect to. And you are going to grow as a person in a way that will, you will become whoever you are supposed to be. Mm. And you're not going to do that by you know, laying in bed writing a journal, which is exactly what I was doing when I was doing a blog that nobody could see. Right. You know. Right. Uh, what does influence mean to you? Oh, that's a good one. I know. I knew that one was coming. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've heard your podcast, so what comes to mind is what I've heard people say. So well, so let me try to think of what I actually think that it means. Um, influence to me is. Being able to touch somebody's life in a way that at some point comes back to them and the influence that you have had over me over the years. It might not have been immediate, but you helped to form who I am and what I'm doing right now. And there have been so many people along that path that would not necessarily call themselves an influencer in my life that are, and I feel like the only way you can be an influencer, have influence is to let your voice be heard. Hmm. Um, yeah. Does that, is that a, Mm -hmm. yeah, that's, that's what it is to me. And I'm feeling, um, super, super, super blessed to feel like I'm getting to do that. I love that. Yeah. Because you're using your voice system, um, even when I'm, I'm like sick every other week now. <laughs> I'm like, what is going
1: on? Um, okay, so for those listening who want to follow you on social, here at the podcast, go to the website. All the things. Where where are those things?
0: So I am at Caitlin Villasuso on Insta, which Villasuso is a mouthful. It's V I L A S U S O. I was Caitlin Riley. That was a lot easier. Jordy's last name is complicated, um, and then the podcast is. As of today, at just between us, missing an E, which is super, super lame, but the real one was taken and Instagram thinks we're fake like every other week and I have to do that ransom picture. Um, But we just got an email from Insta saying we might get actual at just between us. But if you go to me at Caitlin Villasuso, you'll find, you know, half of my pictures are are talking about the podcast. Perfect. There's that. And we come out every Tuesday um, on podcast one or Apple, wherever you got your podcast. Yeah. All the places, yeah, all the places. Um,
1: and so if you're listening today, um, you know, the drill, we would love to have you screenshot this episode, tag me and Caitlin in it and let us know it. what your biggest takeaway was or any kind of questions or thoughts or curiosities that came up for you. Um, make sure to, to tag us so we can see that and respond.
0: That's my favorite. Yeah. All right. Thank you,
1: my girl. Thank you. all the clients' businesses we work with, and I think our business shares the same thing, is just being very clear about who you serve and what you offer and being as niched down and specific as you possibly can. I, I think the big mistake whenever I talk to small business owners is offering something that's too broad to too many people, doesn't really know what they're offering yet. And don't get me wrong. When you're first starting out, you do have to experiment.